I wiggle the fingers. I was going to say, I see the plotting fingers going on. <laughs> are we ready? Are we ready? We are ready. Let's do this. All right. Hey guys, here's what's coming up. Next week on September 6th, we will be discussing our August buddy read, which was Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. We had a great time reading this with our buddies, Ronnie, Kim, Elizabeth, Lindsay, Ashley, and Celeste, and we hope you'll join us as we dive into it. Then, on September 13th, we will be discussing the final book in the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Tune in for this final installment. And now for another shameless Patreon plug. We've got bookmarks, we've got stickers, we've got a miniseries, and a ton more. If you want to find out about all the cool perks, head on over to our Patreon and sign up. We hope you consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening in every week. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge shout out and thank you to our patrons, Ronnie and the Pirate Queen. May the winds be fair and the pillaging plentiful. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we are jumping into a listicle, one of my favorite things to talk about because we can just talk about all sorts of crazy stuff. Tonight, we chose favorite fictional men. And let me tell you, this actually was a challenge for Abby and I because we kept picking out books that were like, I love this book. This is such a great book. Shoot. But I, I love it because of the female characters. Okay, next book. And then what I discovered personally is that I have read... Let's see, three of the characters I shall mention today are from three books I've recently read. Like, I have read some great books with great male characters lately. Abby, so tell me a little bit about the book people that you chose, book men, fictional men that you chose. I had to go back a little bit. Like, none of the books I have read really this year has had, have had males in it that I've, like, been drawn to or really liked so I kind of had to do some digging like a couple of them were kind of easy because they're from like my favorite series but then I was like and I'm stuck (laughs) this this list took me a little bit I had to go digging into books that I read many years ago I'm wrong about that it just to me shows me that you just need to find some like better books with better male characters lately I feel like I've really been into girl power lately like I want to see the girls taken on the world in all sorts of different ways like I want to see the smart ones I want to see the badass ones I want to see the ones who are really good with tech I want to see like all the different ways that a woman can be awesome and that's just like what I've been reading (laughs) and so the men are kind of like secondary characters (laughs) And not really catching my eye. It happens. It happens. That's okay, though. Yeah. All right. Do you want to start us off? I do. Okay. So the first character, straight to mine, who I was like, okay, favorite male characters. I'm like, oh, it's Alex from the Alex Vera series. I know I talk about the series a lot. I actually just downloaded the newest book into my Audible audio audiobook app not audible audiobook app and I am super excited to get to it once I'm done with like the 10 other thousand books I'm reading like I have to I have two books to read 
three, three books before I can get to this one. It's killing Gabby. But I really enjoy him because he kind of a no-nonsense character. He knows what he wants. He doesn't bend for other people. And he protects those around him. And I always like the ones that are very protective, but who are not like chauvinists. I don't like, I don't like when they're like too, oh, you're a woman. You can't do that. He's very much like, here's the resources. Do you need me to help you kill the person or you got it on your own? You got it on your own? Okay, good. Call me when you need me. Bye. <laughs> the kind of support every woman needs in her life. Precisely. So happy. <laughs> Who is your number one? First thought. Uh, so I cannot make a list of male characters and not immediately think of Charles Cornick from the Mercyverse series, um, Alpha and Omega by Patricia Briggs. <sighs> Charles has been like my longest book crush ever. <laughs> ever since he was introduced in the Mercyverse, I've just loved him. I've been drawn to him. And him getting his own series with his mate just increased my love. It's something about, obviously, I'm a sucker for the scary teddy bear. We've talked about this. On surprise. Yes, scary teddy bears are my jam. And that's exactly what Charles is. So, I mean, I love the big, quiet dude who's super protective. But at the same time, I love that Charles lets Anna have her own space. Like he's not overprotective. It's not intrusive. It's not controlling. It's just, I'm here for whatever you need. And I'm a brick wall. That's what you need. <laughs> I appreciate it. I really like Charles. He's just the quiet, quiet, scary teddy bear. He is a great, great male character. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's peak male character for me. Like, mm. I just love him so much. He makes me smile every time I think about him. I like that. All right. Who's next on your list then? I'm very fond of Tavi from the Furies of Calderon. So he is the main character throughout the six book series. Mm, which I can't remember what that, I think, I think the series is called the Furies of Calderon, which is by Jim Butcher. I find it ironic that one of my least favorite male characters is Harry Dresden, but one of my favorite characters is Tavi, who is also written by Jim Butcher. It's coming to age. You know, I, I'm a sucker. So we get to see him as a young boy all the way to like um, mid-20s, essentially. Kind of see him grow into his own, own just, just oh, I just love him. I love how he grows up. And he's not obnoxious like Harry Potter, who is not on this list for free good reason. Because he's, <laughs> he's not, he, he doesn't get stuck in his head. He very much, you know, I mean, he's kind of a take control leader kind of guy. I really, I mean, you've read the book. Mm -hmm. You should read the other five. Okay, they're quite delightful. I plan to. And may I just say, uh, Harry Dresden is a very different character from Tavi because I'm not a fan of Dresden either, but I did like Tavi. So mm -hmm. yes, I totally back you on that. I mean, not only that, I love like his aunt and his uncle are awesome. I love all the people he interacts with. He's, he just gathers people around him and I love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I don't like Harry at all. Anyway, who's your second favorite? Or at least, I don't know if his favorite, like in order of favorite, but at least who's the next favorite character? Male. Well, the next one I thought of is Phineas B. Crow, aka Soap from the Finishing School series by Gail Carriger, because 
favorite series and one of my favorite male characters of all time. He definitely falls into the same category as Charles in the supportive male love interest. Like, not in a cloying way, not in a overprotective or I have to be in control kind of way. He is 100% supportive of Sophronia. He knows she can take care of her own crap. She know He knows that she is incredibly smart and fast thinking and he defers to her when he knows that she's got the experience that he doesn't. I just, oh, he's such a perfect supportive partner. You know, like- Oh, I know absolutely perfect in that role and I love him so much I love Sophronia and so he's like the perfect foil to her Mm, mm, I ship them so hard yep (laughs) they're one of those OTPs that I'm just like they're a perfect couple you can't change my mind I have to agree with that like I'm not usually like super into who the author wants to put together with their love interest Mm -hmm. but I I mean Synthronia, amazing. So amazing together. Amazing. The end. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's part of why I, the Finishing School series is like peak Gail Carriger because not only did she make an awesome story, but she made like the perfect couple. Like, through that yeah. story, it's just, ah, they make me so happy. I love soap so much. I agree. All right. Who you got next? So I was thinking myself okay I was like wow I'm like can I should I really pick a character from a book I just read but and he was this not the main character the main character's name is Alex and he is a secondary main character he has some chapters that were narrated by him which I did the audiobook so I'm talking about the ninth house by um, Lee Bardugo and the character Daniel Arlington that they call Darlington so they kind of shove his name together and they call him Darlington and his backstory was fascinating. He's kind of an arrogant prick, but also very loving and caring at the same time. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm kind of a dick. I'm not trying to be a dick, but I kind of am a dick. But I'm not trying to be one. So, like, you go back and forth when you're like, oh, you should have said that. And then he thinks in himself, that was stupid. Why did you say that? Really? Really? So he. He's self-aware. He's self-aware that he's an idiot. And I appreciate that. Like, just a really fascinating character. I can't wait for the second book because, holy crap, I love cliffhangers. And he's the main subject of the next book. And I'm like, I just really enjoyed him. I just want more exploration of him in that universe. Mm-hmm. All right. So my next one, like, technically, he's not a man, but he's male ish <laughs> I'm talking about death from the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett I mean he's he's male sort of he's death close enough <laughs> I mean you're not wrong I really just enjoy his characters the books that focus on him are some of my favorites in Discworld hands down hands down some of the best books besides those books and the guards like those are I didn't realize how much I love the city watch books until we started reading them 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, I didn't realize how much I would like the City Watch either. I know. Death comes first, though. His books are number one, and then the City Guard can come number two. Oh, yeah. Anything about a wizard? Screw that book. <laughs> but Death is just, he's so fun to follow. He doesn't understand humans. And it's so interesting watching him try to understand humans, become more human do things like humans the fact that his house is like almost like a real house but not exactly like there's just things that are off about it like the fact that the bathtub doesn't actually work it's just like decoration the fact that everything is in shades of black because what's the point of colors (laughs) it just all that sort of thing just cracks me up. And I love following him. He's such a good character. <laughs> I don't know. So, I, I mean, I know he's not actually male, but I love following him, like, adopting a daughter and then having a granddaughter. And just seeing him try to be human, sort of, is pretty mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree. I love him. I am. I agree. All right. Who's your next one? Okay, so I also read another book recently. Oh my goodness. I love this book. This book was phenomenal. So you already know how much we love Naomi Novik. Well, this was A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik, which is her hop, skip over into young adult fantasy and is awesome. It follows from the point of view of Gladriel. And we get introduced to this character who I'm going to talk about as my fourth favorite male character, Namo Ryan about this guy who keeps rescuing her from all of these big bad monsters inside her school and she's like seriously leave me alone I can take care of myself I will save myself he's like I'm just trying to help and she's like leave me alone and then he just keeps saving her and she's like stop it he's like you didn't see the monster coming it was gonna kill you she's like I don't care leave me alone so you have this grumpy dark emo I'm just trying to get through school so I don't die. And then you have this kind of derpy, kind of, just like a lost Labrador puppy saving her continuously. And then it goes into a little deeper relationship. And you're like, yes, yeah, yes. It was so good. I love him. His name is Orion. He is lovely. He is from New York City. This is set inside of England. So I guess he's, of course, a foreign exchange student. I love Orion. I love, I love how deep his character got, and I love like how like you go from derpy Labrador to, oh, all right, you're a well-rounded character, and I love how he interacts with L and oh, I love I love him. He was so good. That book was so good. That book was fantastic. I agree. I didn't think of Orion for this list, but he was definitely an awesome character. Like to me. It, when you first meet him, he comes off as like this jock. <laughs> and then as she hangs out with him a little bit more, you see the derpy Labrador. <laughs> it's just, it's very cute. I really, really liked their relationship. And Orion's a very good character. I can't wait till September. <laughs> I know. I, I <laughs> oh, no, let's see. Uh, my Kindle reminded me that the book is coming out. My audio book app reminded me the book is coming out. The library mentioned it. Like, obviously, I have been targeted by every single device there ever was. And they're like, hey, like, 
BT dubs. You want this book? I'm like, I, I do want this book bad. <laughs> yeah. Every time I check my Amazon orders, I like scroll down. I'm like, how much longer do I have to wait? Well, we got to get through my birthday month. I know. Mm-hmm. We have to get past my birthday before it comes out. I'm like, <sighs> it comes out on your birthday month at least. That's true. But like at the end of my birthday month, <laughs> it will come. I know. I'm just impatient. You know. So tell me about your fourth character that you've put on the list tonight. So from a man called Uwe, or yeah, however you pronounce it, um, a man called Uwe by Frederick Bachman. I love Oof. Oof. I don't, I don't even know how I'm going to say this. <laughs> I've pronounced it so many different ways. I know. Oh, Oof is just amazing. Like, he's the strong, silent type who works with his hands and is very set in his ways. But he adored his wife and was faithful to her and just like, his relationship with her was everything. <laughs> and I loved his journey. I love him as a character. Reading that book literally makes you feel like you know him. Like he could be your next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And that makes it all the more painful to read that book, but all the more wonderful. <laughs> Such a good book. So mm-hmm. on reading it, just like so good. I can't not put him on this list because he almost feels like a real person. Like, how how do you not include that? It's just, mm. I just, I love his old fashioned ways. I love that he turned into a grumpy old man. I love how hard he worked all his life and the fact that he worked with his hands all his life and was very blue collar. He wasn't like sitting at desk doing paperwork kind of jobs. Just everything about him just makes me so happy, you know? I know. Oh, I know. I love that book. That is such a book I recommend to like, I'm like, oh, you need a book to read? I got you. You should read this book. By the way, you need some on tissues when you read it. Enjoy. And then leave them with this heartbreaking bombshell. Mm-hmm. And I have no pity. I'm like, just read it. <laughs> it's the most bittersweet bomb you've ever tossed me. I glad that you caught it. Oh, I am too. I wouldn't have missed that for anything. Oh, I know. All right. What's your number five? So this is another book I read recently and he came immediately to mind. So The House on the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. Okay. So I was not expecting to like this book so much, but I was told by my friend, Anne Marie, she's like, she's like, Mo, you're gonna like this book. She's like, I picked it up. I didn't think I like it. And she's like, it was awesome. And it says Mo all over. And I was like, hmm, all right. Like, I was like, oh, that looks weird. Whatever. I got it as an audiobook. And I was like, this is a weird book. Get into it. It's weird. And then about a few more chapters. And I was like, oh, magical orphans. Okay. And then, like, then you get into Linus and you get into his head. And how much he loves his cat that's evil. And how he loves music and his records. And how he wants to, every night, read his rule book because it puts him to peace. And how he wants to do a really good job. And how he really cares about 
his um, cases, the children he's a caseworker for. And you just like go from this blase kind of two-dimensional character and he just kind of, I see, I'm all about characters where there's huge character growth, okay? And you're just like, oh, you are the sweetest, nicest, most like wonderful, like he's someone I'd be like, you want to come over and, you know, mm-hmm. have some cookies and a coffee and just sit and chat, you know, come over, just come play a board game. Like he's that kind of person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's someone I want to be friends with. I've also read this book. We'll probably do an episode on it eventually. But yeah, I got very sucked into this one. Like I adore when a book starts with like the super mundane every day of a character's life. And that's exactly what you're given with Linus immediately. And I was like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad you got that vibe because at first I was like, what? is this and why am I reading this book yeah you told me you were like this is weird I didn't understand it at first and I got through like the first two chapters and I'm going I love Linus this is awesome (laughs) I I didn't fall in love with Linus until he started picking up on like the things that the children cared about and he started catering to their needs, you know, like the little acts of love that he started giving them. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Love them. Love him. Love that book. Also fantastic book, guys. Abby, wrap us up for your last character tonight. Before the break, you mean? <laughs> for the break tonight, yes. <laughs> okay. So my last one before the break is... Nick from the DFZ series by Rachel Aaron. (sighs) Nick is a scary teddy bear. (laughs) He's a cyborg. He was actually born and bred in the DFZ. Kind of that really like hard outer shell. And then once you get to know him, there's that soft gooey inside that he doesn't like to show people. And I just, (sighs) I love him. I love his relationship with Opal. I love how, again, This is the thing I love about male characters. He's so freaking supportive of Opal without being like overprotective or claustrophobic or controlling. He's just there for whatever the heck she needs. And he just like drops everything to make it happen. And you you can't tell me that's not the perfect guy. He's pretty legit. (laughs) Oh, I just, mm, I get the warm fuzzies from the male protagonists who are that supportive and that wholesome and just want to be there. I completely agree. I love Nick. He is just a good character. He's not my favorite character, male character from that universe, but he is a very good male character. Yes. He's, I think he came out on top for me just because he is a scary teddy bear and that's my weakness. Well, guys, that about does it for this half of the episode. When we come back, we will talk about the second half of our list. Talk to you in a minute. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Michael. I'm Barbara. And I'm Lauren. We are the hosts of Badass Literature Society, a book review podcast where we take book recommendations from listeners like you, read them, and then discuss them on our show. Join us once a month as we dive into the books you picked and talk about them. And don't miss our bonus episodes covering all sorts of random bookish topics that come out in between reviews. Don't worry, if you want to read one of the books, the first part of each episode is designated spoiler-free, so you can listen and see if you'd like to read it, and then come back and listen to the rest later. You can find Badass Literature Society on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and anywhere else you like to listen. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the second half of the Book Life Podcast. We are, tonight, we are covering favorite fictional men characters, male characters, or men characters, whatever they're called. And we are going to talk about our final five. Do you want to start? Want me to start? I think you should start. All right. So the character we're talking about next is a very strange male. He's quite odd. Highly enjoy him. This is The Rosie Effect by a name that I can't say. The author name is, hold on. Yep, can't say that. Um, Mr. Sim, uh, yep. Anyway, so it's a great book. <laughs> Shut up, Abby. Watching your face as you like look it up, and then you're like, nope, never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Never mind. Hard pass on that one. Um, yeah. So the Rosie Effect's a great book. Um, I also read the one after it, and I've not read the last one yet. The one after it kind of was not as good as the first one. The first one is awesome. So it follows. Don Tillman, who is a professor at a university in Australia, and he's trying to find love. And he's very much all about his routine. He likes to eat the same thing on certain days of the week, wear the same clothes, do the same amount of exercise and go to bed and at the same out at the same time every night and get up at the same time every night. He follows a very regimented um, schedule. Something I thought was interesting about this is that on the back, it talks about how he is an autistic person and how the character self-discovers as a man in his late 40s or early 40s in the 40s region. He's like, oh, I'm autistic? Did not know that. So that's why I'm so freaking weird? Got it. That's what in his head he's thinking that. Like, he's like, because he's always had these tendencies, how he has had things a certain way and how he has to control himself. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting to be inside his self-dialogue as he learns more about who he is. Once again, a book about self-discovery. But I thought it was really well-written because you got to read... No, no, it was was written by a male author from a male's point of view. And it was written from like a very high level, very educated level as well. Mm -hmm. And it was good. It was different. Just all the processes. It was funny because... Don doesn't understand social cues. So he's like, did I miss something? Why is she mad at me? <laughs> what did I do this time? And then like he replays like the scenario in his head and he's like, what did I do wrong? And then like his best friend gives him like the worst advice ever because he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Like it's just a hilarious book, honestly. And I just love everything to it because you get to learn a lot about his life, his point of view, how he functions, how he just manages getting everything done. That sounds like fun. That's one of those books that I'm just like, I need to read it eventually. Um, it was a great audiobook. The narrator was awesome if you want to listen to it. Hmm. Duly noted. 
Yep. Abby, what was your number six of the night? So my next one is Tag from the Mercyverse. I have another one from the Mercyverse also on my list because apparently I just love the way Patricia Briggs writes men. <laughs> uh, not gonna lie. She just, she writes such good men. Ugh, they're always so good. They're always so good. So Tag is yet another scary teddy bear because that's the majority of what I have on this list. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Ugh. He's this big berserker with all this bright orange hair. And he's a super old werewolf, but he's very protective of Anna, who is Charles's mate. And he's so sweet. He's so helpful. He's so fun. He's just a fun character to be around because he's lively and he's loud. <sighs> he's, um, if I remember... He's covered in red hair, right? He's like a large Viking. Yes, he's a large Viking man. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yes. Love him. Yes. And he's just, he's an absolute blast anytime he shows up. I was very excited that he was in the latest Alpha and Omega so much. That was, that was a brilliant trio. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. The trio I didn't know I needed. <laughs> I loved it. That was such a unexpected ride. Cause like, so we, let's see, we've had books with Asiel as the main focus and we had books with, oh, I can't remember who else, but you don't get to see Tag as much. And he's just such, I don't know. I, I think he's my favorite old werewolf besides Asiel. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to think of, well, who else do I like out of their pack? I'm like, what? Well, I mean, yeah, there's, they're Maroc. Hmm. I mean, we like him, but he's, you know, a little questionable sometimes. And then there's, of course, there's Charles. You have to love Charles first. Yes. I question the sanity of anyone that doesn't love Charles, honestly. That's true. Yeah, but Tag is just absolutely awesome. And he's also very protective of even just the normal humans that he considers to be, like, his. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so sweet and wholesome watching him be his big protective self. I love Tag. <laughs> yes. All right, hit me with your next one. Okay. So I highly enjoy the series. This is the Bobiverse series by Dennis E. Taylor. And I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, I want to talk about this series. I want to talk about, because there's so many male characters in this, because everybody's populated from Bob. But, like, I was trying to figure out which Bob was my favorite. I'm like, is it Riker? Is it Homer? Is it Bender? You know what? Bob 1.0 was my favorite. I love how I can't talk about the things I'm going to say because it's a spoiler. Let's see. Um, yeah, I love him. He's funny. Uh, he's sarcastic. I like that he just keeps repl replicating himself. And each character, well, each Bob instance that he makes takes on a different part of his personality from his like core personality and they all kind of fixate on different things and they're all a bit different but then so bob 1.0 is like the original instance from the bob that was killed on earth and this is mm -hmm. the next version of that instance so he's not he's the original without the body we'll put it that way and i love following his storyline i love everything he gets into all of his discoveries 
Such a good. Mm, I love this series. It's so funny. Highly recommend if you have not read these series. There's Space Adventure. Full of robots. Well, full of artificial intelligence named Bob. It's a funny space adventure. It's a funny space adventure. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it was hard to pick out a Bob. Uh, c- considering how many Bobs there are, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but yeah, this is, I was like, eh, this is my favorite Bob. Mm, good pick. Thank you. <laughs> Abby, I see your seventh one. Well, I'm going to bump this one up on the list because I was just talking about him. A seal okay. from the Mercyverse. Ah. <laughs> um, I swear, this is my last one from Patricia Briggs. <laughs> Three of them, by the way. I almost put, oh, what his, what's his name? Dang it. What's his name? Adam? Yes, I almost put Adam. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you would. I was trying real hard. <laughs> I haven't talked about this much. Uh, I very much love a seal. He's not a scary teddy bear. So that's a little different. <laughs> he is you don't think he's a scary teddy bear he's not really like physically intimidating he's more lithe and like i don't know he's not of the same sort of stature as charles and tag he's more of like normal stature don't get me wrong he's still completely deadly well yeah but i wouldn't consider him a scary teddy bear he doesn't have the physicality for it really okay i'll believe you (laughs) i love no. I do too. He's so, a scary old wolf. He's so sweet to Anna. He is. And I love the glimpses you get to see of his relationship with his mate who died mm-hmm. because it shows that really soft side of him that just was a very loving, caring, protective person. And again, the, the men that are <laughs> protective and caring are really the ones that get me. So he's just, and then I love seeing some of that transferred in a non-romantic way to Anna and just, this is the next Omega and he gets to actually like protect this one and he didn't get the chance to. And I also love that he butts heads with Charles and isn't actually afraid of him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So many of the wolves that you encounter are just afraid of Charles and the seal is just like, screw you. I don't mind dying. It's fine. (laughs) He's like, I don't have time for this nonsense. Come on, guys. Exactly. So he's a very fun character. And I really love all the different dimensions to his personality that you get to see throughout the series. All right. Who's next? Okay. So I was like, I can't not mention a dragon. In fact, I have two dragons coming up. My first dragon I have mentioned is Kai. Because, I'm, yeah, I'm right. He is a blue dragon, for one. Blue Dragon. That's the first part. He's also from the Invisible Library series by Guinevere Coleman, right? Uh, Genevieve Cogman. Wow, Genevieve Cogman. Oh, you are so good at names. I am. So- it's okay. You said it. I'm like, that is super close, but not at all right. <laughs> I, I mean, I had the G and the E of the first name right and. Some part of the last name, right? Okay, like the C and the N. <laughs> it's just the middle letters I got confused with. Okay? I said, you're really close, just not at all right. I was real close. So 
I really liked Kai in the first book. I didn't quite like the second book in the Visual Library series, mm-hmm. but as we got more, I need to read some more of their books, honestly. I have them all. And I pre-ordered one. And it's already been delivered. Haven't got to it yet. Anyway, but I love how we're deep diving into the dragons and their court in the book. So, like, if you guys like dragons and you like things about libraries and books, you got to read the Invisible Library series. Because the deeper you get into it, the more you get into the dragon hierarchy. Yes. Also, I love Kai because he's a sweet guy. And I really like how he takes care of Irene. Yeah. I'm a fan of Kai, too. Mm-hmm. Tell me your next character, Abby. So... My next one, this is where I really started going like back into books that I've read long ago. What's wrong with that? The Artemis Fowl series by Ian Colfer was one that I just adored in high school. And I love Butler, probably the first real um, scary teddy bear that I encountered in literature. But I love how skilled he is in combat of all sorts. I love how protective he is of Artemis and his little sister. And he's just all around one of those characters that you want to have your back in a fight. He is absolutely amazing. And he shows it over and over again in every book. I also love his absolute loyalty to Artemis. Like, despite all the crazy plots that his employer cooks up and goes through. And I mean, not all of them are actually really that good. (laughs) Butler's still there like, are we actually doing this? Oh, okay. We're actually doing this. Let's do it. (laughs) And I mean, support a friend for the win. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, I just, I always really liked Butler. I, oh my God, I hate so much what they did to him in the, the movie. That horrible, horrible movie scarred me for life. I have not yet watched the movie. I don't even want to encourage you to watch the movie. Like, I know you don't. It's horrifying. I know. You've told me. Oh my God. They ruined everything. Literally they everything. They changed the plot. They changed like, everything. It's not Artemis Fowl. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why I haven't watched it yet. The opening scene with Artemis, he's on a freaking surfboard. Anybody who has read the series knows Artemis Fowl would never be caught dead on a surfboard. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's terrible. It's awful. They're just ruining you. Just making you twitch. Oh my God. It was terrible. It took me like three nights to actually get through the whole movie because I had to keep stopping. I was like, I can only take so much. That's bad. <laughs> it was very bad. Oh man. But book Butler, I had he is awesome tell me about your next one <laughs> <laughs> I just I was just man you know who's not on the this list Fern oh Fern oh, not the dragon I'm going to mention next instead I'm going to talk about Julian from Heart Striker series Woo! I love Julian I love that series he is such a good character like Chelsea's my favorite character from the series but Julian comes in a close second he made that series i love how much he cares about marcy i love how he cares about his crazy family even though they're freaking crazy Mm -hmm. he's a good guy and i appreciate him yes also he's a dragon and turns into a dragon and marcy gets to ride a freaking dragon also he's a blue dragon i know (laughs) 
I like the Blue Dragons a lot. Yeah, Julius is an awesome character for that series. I love everything about him. Abby, tell me about your favorite character, your your ninth one, your ninth favorite male character. My ninth favorite. I mean, a lot of this list isn't really in like super duper order, but the next one on my list is Halt from the Rangers Apprentice series by John Flanagan. And I adored this series. It is a great coming to age series with swords and bows. And I know that sounds very cliche, but it's actually a very well done series. I highly enjoy it. Halt is the main character's mentor. And he's this grizzled, older guy who's been single all his life kind of thing. And he's just like, he's top in the Ranger Corps and like everybody respects him. But at the same time, with as gruff as he is, he's also very caring and he's constantly looking out for Will, who is the main character. And he's constantly, he basically grows to see Will as a son. And it's just, their relationship is so sweet. And I love the way you get to hear about some of his backstory and you get to experience more of his personality outside of just the gruff old mentor, which is very cliche, (laughs) but there's so much more to him than that. And I loved getting to know him throughout this series. I was very drawn to him and just, mm, he made me happy. I have read the first book. It was good. Mm -hmm. I agree. I liked Holt. I've not read more. (laughs) Yeah, I know the series itself didn't like spark your interest, but that's okay. You don't have to love all the books I love. I know. And that's how I know I've given you some and you're like, Mo, yeah, about this book. And I was like, but I like it. You're like, yeah. (laughs) We all have our time. It's fine. It's okay. All right. Tell me about your last one then. So you got me thinking. Mm -hmm. I had a switch. Okay. So I went to a character I met last year and I highly enjoyed him. Like, for one, this was a book set in the 1940s. And I was like, oh, men in the 40s. Usually my favorite kind of flavor, mm-hmm. right? Except for James from The Flight Girls by Noelle Salazar. I love James. So, like, you know, Audrey's is awesome. She's going to go work for the Wasps. She's going to go fly planes. And she dreams about owning her own little airfield um, back home in Texas. And James doesn't, like, shoot that down. He's like, you do that, girl. You, I'm going to go over here and do my thing. And you go get you that airfield. Like, he doesn't miss her dreams. He doesn't be like, oh, you sweet little lady. No, you got to go make some babies. Mm-hmm. Good supportive male character that... You know, he realizes he had to do his own thing for fulfillment. And he's like, well, you need to do your thing. And then in the end, it made me so happy at the end. I won't spoil the end, guys. But it was a good read. If you like World War II novels, except this is actually doesn't involve a lot. Of, I mean, it did make me cry twice. But it did not involve anything Holocaust-related, essentially. This is a nice kind of refresher away from the Holocaust and kind of focus on a different aspect of World War II. Highly enjoyed it. Would recommend you should go get your own copy. Such a great book. I love James. Mm-hmm. James almost made my list just because I'm a sucker for those like sweet, supportive male characters. 
Oh, I adored his relationship with Audrey. Oh, they made me so happy. They made me so, so happy. Like just thinking about their relationship is giving me the warm fuzzies right now. Right? Like, I don't even know what to say about it. It's just so good and so wholesome. And I love it all. I love their relationship. Also love that book a lot too. Yes, that's a very good book. Definitely go read it, guys. All right, Abby, wrap us up. Bring us home. What's your final character of the night? So I am going with an absolute classic here. Aragorn from The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. I feel like Aragorn is one of those pinnacle early fantasy characters. And it's not the fact that he was a long lost king and like took his rightful place eventually. It's the fact that he is a non-toxic male. He is strong without being overbearing. He is kind and empathetic, but he's still very much looked up to by everyone he meets. And like everyone that knows him likes him, unless they're his enemy. And (sighs) then you're going to get killed by him. Right, exactly. Like he's an awesome warrior. He's incredibly skilled and still he shows all of these wonderful traits of caring about the people around him and just being a good person. And so he's exactly the sort of person you would want as a king. And just, mm, he's like, he's one of those early pinnacles. He really is. And I just, I love him as a character. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, my nephew would also agree with you. Aragon is a quite a great character, mm-hmm. but I love him. Um, he, okay. I love Gimli a little bit more, honestly, but like out of all, our, all, all of the Lord of the Rings characters, he's probably one of the best characters. I see. I always think of him as Strider, uh, especially from the first, from the Fellowship of the Rings. Mm-hmm. And like when I first met him, that's how he just stuck. He's, he's a great leader. Yeah. Quality guy. What would like to have in my party? Yes. For sure. Yep. All right, Abby. Well, that is it for tonight, everyone. Those are our 20 favorite fictional male characters. We would love to know who your favorite male characters are. Are they the ones we have on our list or somebody different? Let us know. Drop us a line in any of our social things, and we'll see you next week. Talk to you next week, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks, like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.